Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. I'm going to jump right on into today's topic. Um, Today's topic has a, a one word and a subtitle, all right? So today's topic is enough. And the subtitle is The Secret Power of a Servant Leader. Enough. The Secret Power of a Servant Leader. So I'm going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6 through 10, and I'm reading from the Amplified, Amplified Version, okay? So it says, Should I desire to boast, I shall not be a witless braggart, For I shall be speaking the truth, but I abstain from it so that no one may form a higher estimate of me than is justified by what he sees in me or hears from me. And to keep me from being puffed up and too much elated by the exceeding greatness or preeminence, Of these revelations, there was given me a thorn, a splinter in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to rack and buffet and harass me, to keep me from being excessively exalted. Three times I called upon the Lord and besought him about this and begged that it might depart from me. But he said to me, My grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger, and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weaknesses and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. So for the sake of Christ, I am well pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardships, persecutions, perplexities, and distresses. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am truly strong, able, powerful, in divine strength. All right? Now, with that, I encourage you to go back and take some time and read over that, maybe a little slowly so it can penetrate in you. And I'm going to try not to get too excited as I try to share with you some insights into enough, the secret power of a servant leader. So as servant leaders, we're committed to serving the needs of others. We're committed, it it becomes our goal, right, to see other people reach their potential, uh, tap into untapped in potential within themselves, to um, see themselves in the eyes of Christ, the way that we all are called to, right, whether they have a relationship with Christ or we're guiding them into one, right, leading them into understanding that everything in their life is based on that one relationship. Everything comes from that relationship. And if that relationship is not intact, 
then you can find traces of confusion and, and disruption throughout your life, right, because there's no peace. Right. So as servant leaders, whether we're doing it in our profession, whether we're doing it, uh, whatever the ministry may be. Right. Um, if you haven't heard, but one of the things I say, our whole life is a ministry. So it doesn't matter whether we're operating in a religious context or we're operating in the marketplace. Everything that flows from us, if we've uh, received Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're ministers. Right, we're operating in a form of ministry no matter the relationship, no matter the context. People are always being influenced and guided and touched and impacted by how we touch their lives. And how we show up as leaders is important, right? Because if we don't get to that level of servant leadership in their life, in our and in, in our process and our development as a leader, I'm sorry, then we will end up not fulfilling all of the assignment that God has for us, right? And that's a part of maturity, right? We go through various stages of leadership, right? Because um, there's a great book that was shared with me it's by John Maxwell, and he talks about the five levels of leadership, but I just think it's all based on the Bible because none of this comes without you know, one of the greatest, the greatest leader, which was Christ himself in, in here on earth, to show us about the layers of leadership that we go through. And that fourth level is about servant leadership. And I was just really um, excited about that because I truly believe that at that level, though you haven't reached the fifth, I think you tilter between it, right? As long as you're here on earth, you're going to that pinnacle, right? Because ultimately for me, and this is my thought process, that eternity, when those of us that are believers, our pinnacle is when we're reigning with Christ, right? But we'll get into that another day. So understanding servant leadership and seeing it as that fourth level, I believe as you mature and you get to that place, if you never allow yourself to fully embrace what it means to be a servant leader and how it shows up in every ministry in your life, you do yourself an injustice and you do those who are who are influenced by you an injustice because they become pawns in your life. You're just using them to reach your agenda at other levels of leadership, that first through third level, right? It's more focused on what you want to accomplish and what you believe you're supposed to do. But when you get to that fourth level, it's about what does God have for those people to accomplish. Your personal goals become where you surrendered your life to the will of God, that he's guiding you to lead other people into relationship with him, to lead them into a level of maturity so that they can go about and create more fruit, right, which is building other servant leaders. So when we talk about enough and the reason I chose this scripture is because one of the things that I believe that we challenged with as servant leaders is because there is this particular war that goes on inside of us as long as we're on the earth. And there is that war between the spirit of Christ in us because the spirit of Christ comes to live in us as believers once we've received him as our Lord and Savior. But our human nature doesn't go anywhere or the seed of sin doesn't go anywhere, right? Because we're all descendants of Adam and that seed of sin is in us, right? So there's a war that goes on in a servant leader that battles between what I call enough and not enough. 
So the enemy, his seed, wants to influence us to believe that we haven't accomplished enough. We haven't achieved enough. We haven't acquired enough. We haven't done enough. We have to do more and more and more. He even tells us we have to do more to be right with God. He tells us that we have to do more to be pleasing with God, right? So we could have surrendered our lives and we could be serving God, but then that fight, he says, okay, you want to go over there on that side, but let me tell you, you're still not enough. You haven't done enough. There's this thing you have to do. You have to add to what the Bible says because that's just not enough. And Christ is sitting there saying, I've done it all. It is enough. All you had to do was receive me. The work is done through me. I do it. Through the Holy Spirit, I work in and through you to accomplish my will. I've never asked you to do what I'm here to do. All I've asked you to do is continue to lean your heart towards me, continue to serve me. And that struggle that we deal with between enough and not enough, I believe is addressed right here because we see Paul, which is one of my favorite apostles, and he talks about where he says, I've gotten these revelations, and you have to go back in, in other chapters to see what the revelations were, but he's talking to the church at Corinth, and he's saying to them that, you know, I received these revelations not of my own, but God gave them to me, but I'm subject to get high-minded, right? I'm paraphrasing. I'm subject to get high-minded if there isn't some type of chastening that happens in my life. If God isn't there to correct me and keep me in a particular framework, I can go ahead and be exalted or what we call the big head. I can start praising and boasting about me as if it's me doing it and it's not God doing it in me. And this is real clear because you got to look at some of the words, especially in uh, the Amplified that's used to bring this home. When he talks about being a witless braggart, witless means to be stupid and foolish. To be a braggart means a person who boasts about achievements and possessions, okay? So he goes on and he says, you know, how he's been given a splinter in his flesh, which is a messenger of Satan. And in the Amplified, it even references Job chapter 2, verse 6, that conversation when God tells Satan that he can touch Job, just don't take his life. Y'all got to pay attention to that because, you know, we got to know that though we're being tormented, though it may seem like it's taking us under, we're not being consumed because God will not allow it. Right? So he says, Paul explains that I was given this messenger of Satan to wreck. Right? To wreck means to have a framework for holding or storing things. Right? To buffet means to strike. Right? And to harass means to subject to aggressive pressure. So Paul is saying because of this revelation and because of my human nature, I could start getting myself into the big head, but God loves me so much, right? I know I'm messing up y'all day, but you're going to be ready when you really get this and let it sit in. But God loved me so much that he gave me a splinter to put a framework in my life that would hold me intact. Okay, that would buffet me, that would strike me like the wind and come up against me every now and then to remind me of who I am, right, and to remind me of whose I am and to then put me under this aggressive pressure, not to kill me, but to perfect what is in me, to perfect his power, to perfect his grace, to perfect his glory, to bring it to full 
fulfillment and completion of his glory in my life, through my life, right? So when you get that as a servant leader, it you can really embrace what Paul says, that I will glory in my infirmities because I know that he is made perfect. His strength is made perfect, and I'm no longer operating in my human strength, but I'm operating in the divine strength that is working in and through me. It is not what I'm limited at doing. It is about his enoughness because, see, when he is the enough, when the, the, when the grace of God becomes enough, it is more powerful than you recognize. It's not to say that it meets substandards. When you define the word enough, it says it's occurring, right? So that means it's frequent. As an adjective, it's occurring. It is happening con- con- continuously. It doesn't cease. So it's occurring in such quantity, quality, or scope as to fully meet demands, to fully meet needs, and to fully meet expectations, right? There's no thing lacking. It's not about coming up to the minimum standards. He is the standard, right? He sets the standard, and his standard is above our standards. So it's going to fully meet our demands, fully meet our needs, fully meet our expectations, and fully equip us as servant leaders to meet the needs of others and have our needs met as well, right? We no longer have to be focused on our agenda because our agenda gets met when we meet the agenda of others. When we allow God to lead us and guide us as servant leaders to be at service for work that he has here in earth, our agendas get met anyway, right? He's that powerful, that great of a God. He has that much resources. It exceeds our expectations, right? The root word for enough comes from a Latin word that is satis, means to satisfy, right? It's to be satisfied. So in understanding our secret power, our goal as a servant leader is to become satisfied with all that God has for us. We're not to fall into prey under the influence of not enough because the enemy will lie to us. So one way you can recognize when you're being tilted away from the things that God has for you or that is not operating according to God's will is asking yourself, is this coming from the seed of Satan that's telling me I'm not enough, that's telling me what I'm doing is not enough, that's telling me what Christ has done for me is not enough. See, you got to remember, no, in your own right, you are not enough. He's not lying to you, but he ain't telling you the whole truth because as a believer, you become enough because of Christ in you. So you can't just stop there at I'm not enough and let him lead you on this useless journey of trying to become enough in your own right, right? You got to learn how to let go of self. You are incapable of becoming enough, right? As humans, we will never be enough. We will never be satisfied. We will never be satisfied within ourselves. It is the Christ in us. And if we don't have Christ, then that's why we're on this useless journey of trying to fulfill things that we can't find fulfillment in. So we have to seal ourselves in Christ so that we can be fully satisfied being enough in him, and he will guide us, he will work in us and through us to do the will that he has set forth in our lives and the lives of those that we have influenced, all right? 
So I'm closing for today. I hope to with today's wisdom has inspired you, encouraged you, and challenged you, right? And hopefully has enabled you to not allow yourself to give in to that war that's going on. It's going to happen. It happens to all of us, and it continues to happen. It doesn't cease, right? But you have to be willing to engage it from the place of knowing enough. Enough is your secret power. It is the place of peace and rest that Christ has built and developed for you. All you have to do is abide in it and serve from it. So thank you for joining us today. Meet us back on the line. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.